Welcome to Awaken to Grace. Today we are going to explore what the Bible has to say about greed. This is part two of our sermon on greed in a series called Emotions That Destroy. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 12 and we're going to see the parable of the rich fool, the man who built bigger barns. And I know it's going to speak right into your life as it has mine. And when I say productive, I mean the same as in that area of ambition. You ought to be producing something for the glory of God. God has not brought you where you are in life for you to sit around and waste your life on television. God hasn't done that. You are to be producing something to the glory of God. Before losing eyesight, I thought I did pretty well in the area of not wasting my life, and I realized just how much time I wasted. Oh, my goodness. In the last year, I've read 52 books, and a minister friend of mine, he said, Chad, how in the world do you find time to do that? I said, well, when you cut out Facebook, and you cut out Twitter, and you cut out sports, and you cut out TV, you all of a sudden have a lot of time. (laughs) And I'll be honest with you, if the scales fell from my eyes and my eyes opened today, I would to God that I would never go back to the social media and the television and the movies and all that the time I gave to my, in my life to those things. I would to God that I wouldn't go back. I'm so much happier without those things in my life. So, well, that was a rabbit trail. What am I talking? Oh, oh, BBS, Bigger Barn Syndrome. Sorry. I shouldn't have taken my pulpit out today. I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I sit down and I go off on rabbit trails. All right. Let's get back on, on track. The fatal flaw is this man believed he earned it. Friends, you and I don't earn anything apart from the grace of God. Do you acknowledge God in what you earn? Do you acknowledge God in your income and the blessings and the resources? You say, Chad, I have have no margin in my life. That's not what I'm asking. Do you acknowledge God with what you have? Are you content with what you have? The greatest way to acknowledge God and what you have is to be content with it. So, number one, he earned it. Number two, because he believed that he solely earned it and that God had nothing to do with it, number two, he believed he deserved it. Oh, my friends, don't fall into this trap. Don't fall into believing that you deserve better or you deserve more. You know what the scary thing is with money and possessions? And maybe you've never seen it this way. More is never enough. Do you know why? Because money and possessions is like an appetite. What our physical appetite is with food, money and possessions are the same. It doesn't matter tonight if I go to dinner 
And if I go spend $50 on one meal for myself and I eat that $50 meal, am I going to be hungry the next day? As opposed to if I spent $10 on a meal? It doesn't matter. The fact is, no matter how little or how much I spend on a meal, I'm going to be hungry the next four or six hours. In my case, hour and a half. It doesn't matter because I have an appetite. And because we have an appetite, no matter what we consume and how much we feel, and as a matter of fact, you know this, the more we consume and the more we feel, the more robust our appetite grows, right? Consumerism is the same way. Materialism is the same way. The more you get, The more you save, the more you spend, the more you consume, the bigger the appetite grows. And it never goes away. You'll never come to a place... Oh, sorry. We'll have to edit that out of the sermon. You'll never come to a place where you just magically become content. Because it's an appetite. And so if you have the faulty thinking of, I earned this, therefore I deserve this. You're on the track of BBS, Bigger Barn Syndrome. Because he thought he deserved it, came the third fatal flaw. Therefore he stored it. He stored it. He thought he earned it, he thought he deserved it, and he thought he could store it. Now listen how God responds to him. After he meets with the contractor of the bigger barn company and he makes his plans and he draws his blueprints, then God responds to him. And listen to what he says. You fool. Tonight your soul is required. He had more stuff than he had time. He had more stuff than he had time. Now watch what happens. God says, tonight your soul will be required. And then God asked him a question that I want to ask you today. Then whose stuff? He said, all that you have produced, all that you've gained, then whose will it be? There's two questions in this text, and I want to address both of them right here. The first question, and I, and I missed this, and let me just back up for a moment because it's a very important point. Because this man earned it, because he thought he deserved it, and because he stored it, there was a question that he failed to ask himself that you and I failed to ask ourselves, and therefore greed goes undetected in our heart. Greed goes unnoticed. Here's what he didn't ask himself. Why? Why do I have all that I have? Why has God given me extra? Now listen, don't think of wealthy people. Don't think of people who have way more than you. Think of yourself. Why has God given you extra? Why has God given me extra? Why do we have more clothes than what we wear? Why do we have more living space than what we actually live in? 
Why do we have cars that we don't drive? Why do we have more food than we can eat? Why do some of us accumulate more money than what we'll ever spend? Let me give you the Bible answer. Greed. Greed. If you're like me, it's there. It's there, and I want it out. So the first question this man never asked is, why? Why has God given me extra? What are you responsible with? What's God put in your hands that you are responsible with? See, here's the difference. Here's what we see in this text. When God asks him the God question, (laughs) when you die then whose stuff will it be? This is the difference. Do you see your life as an owner or do you see yourself as a manager? See, I have a very close friend who is my financial advisor. and We're very close friends. And we get together on occasion and We'll discuss my finances, which only takes like three minutes, and then we talk sports. But anyways, <clears throat> we'll get together. And, but, but listen, I, I send in something for, for my retirement and uh, uh, whatever that's called, IRA. I send my financial advisor, I send him a monthly check for that. What if my financial advisor said, you know, I didn't talk to Chad this month, and I don't really know what he wants me to do. And I've been wanting that new set of tires. I think I'll go get that for me with my money. Would he be a good financial advisor? Why? Because the guy who manages that for me, it's not his, that's mine. I give it to him so that he can manage it. Do you see the resources of your life like that? It's not yours. When you receive your income, it's not for you to do whatever you want. God has expectations. God says, give me the first fruits. Why? Because you know what Jesus knows about me? And do you know what Jesus knows about you? We'll fund our kingdom before we fund his kingdom. And Jesus says, you want to live a life of freedom? You want to live a life of blessing? Reverse it. Seek first my kingdom, and then I'll give you everything that you need. Are you an owner today? Do you own everything in your life? Or are you a manager? Are you a steward? And see, when we understand the story of this rich fool, we understand what we truly are, our stewards. Because the things that you love, I mean the things that you just could never part with, whose will they be when you die? Let me tell you, friends, it will either be sold (laughs) or it's going to be given away. But either way, you don't own it. And I don't own it. And then Jesus ends with a stern but yet an encouraging statement. This man 
failed because he was not rich toward God. So let me ask you, in all of your getting, the reason you go to work, the reason you save, the reason you put back, the reason that you acquire, the reason why you build whatever it is in life that you're building, ultimately, are you rich toward God? Or is greed masking itself? Is greed hiding in your heart? Take the light of God's word and shine it right in your heart and say, God, show me where greed is. Let me tell you what I've learned in this study. For me, the line drawn is fear. I can take, I can take what I want to give to the Lord be it my first fruit tithes. Let me tell you something. If I took my tithe and just sent it in to my retirement, I'd, it'd be a whole lot better. But would it? Would it be better eternally? Would it be better for the long run? Absolutely not. I want to be rich toward God. But you know what? Even, even many of you, many of you have helped me with Awaken to Grace and let me tell you, I, tried, I just tried to hit the ball down the field through your generosity and through your help. We hit a grand slam out of the stadium. And God has helped us so much with Awaken to Grace. And do you know we tithe out of Awaken to Grace? And we'll sit there and say, who is spreading the gospel in such a way that God would be glorified if we took what we raised and gave a portion of it toward another kingdom work. Why? Because we want to be rich toward God. Are you rich toward God today? And let me tell you what I'm learning and what I feel that God wants me to give and wants me to contribute, whether that's money or time or other resources or skills or knowledge or whatever the case, whatever it is that God wants me to give and do, here's where the line is drawn for me. If I don't do it out of fear, that's my number one indicator. That's greed working in my life. That's greed. If I'm afraid, I'll lose. If I'm afraid, well, if I, if I give that, how will I get it back? That's greed. Well, if I give that, then what if God doesn't pay this? Friends, that's fear and greed. If I give this, what if God lets me down? He won't. He'll never leave me and he'll never forsake me. And like anger, like we spoke last week, the only way to combat anger is to replace it with forgiveness. The only way to replace greed is with generosity. That's the only way to do it. So today, examine your heart. Ask the Lord, is there greed that I don't see? Don't think about rich people. Think about you. And say, are there areas of my life that unknowingly I'm building bigger barns? Unknowingly, I'm not acknowledging the Lord. Unknowingly, I feel like I deserve this. Unknowingly, I'm not content.
But today, God has shined the light of his word into my heart. Amen? I'm telling you, I'm, I'm so serious about this. I don't want to take my cell phone flashlight. I want to take one of those big redneck deer hunting uh, lamps that they put on trucks. You know what I'm talking about? They're like that big and they can light up 500 yards. I want to shine that thing in my heart and say, where is greed? Get rid of it. Get rid of it. If you want to find greed, find fear. Where are you afraid that God's going to let you down? Where are you afraid that if you do this, God won't supply that? Friends, that's greed hiding itself. Are you a saver to the point you're not a giver? That's greed. Are you a planner? Are you cautious? Are you careful to the point you don't obey God? Friends, that's greed. Are you not a tither today? Friends, that's greed. That's greed. Lord, unmask it in our lives. Some people are sitting here today, God, and they have got knowledge and they've got skills that they could give to the glory of God and the kingdom of God, but they keep it all to themselves. That's greed. Help us, God. Help us today. Help me, Lord. Help me. We live in a society that values what we have, what we earn, what we deserve. God, I don't want to be guilty of that. I don't deserve anything. What you give me is your grace, and I want to be thankful for that. And I want to share that with others. And God, the resources you have given me, the money you've given me, the knowledge you've given me, the skills, the abilities, the time. I want to give, I want to share. Greedy people don't share. Greedy people don't share because they don't think others deserve it. No, God, we want to share today. So will you take the areas of greed and will you replace it? Help me. You won't do it. I have to do it. Help me replace it with generosity. For you love a cheerful giver. Today with your eyes bowed and your, your heads bowed and your eyes closed. Do you need to get greed out of your heart? <clears throat> Every Sunday we do an altar call. We invite people to the altars. Let me just invite you. If there's greed hiding, masking. Do what I'm trying to do this week. Put God's light on it and say, God, I don't want it. If you need to come and pray, maybe you need to lay some things down at the altar. Maybe there's some things about you that you say, God, it's time to change. And I'm gonna invite you to change it today. You come right now. You just slip right out of your seat. And you come and lay it at the altar. Maybe God's been dealing with you about some areas of your life that you've not been generous in. You've just held back. 
Maybe there's relationships where you've held back. Maybe there's an investment in a coworker or a friend where you've held back. You've kept people at an arm's length and you've just held back. Come today. Ask the Lord to help you. Get it out of your heart. And as I said earlier, it's not enough to pray and say, God, would you take greed out of my heart? Friends, this is something that we have to act on. This is something we have to obey God's word on. Notice it didn't say, pray that God will keep your life free from the love of money. No, it was a direct command. You keep your life free from the love of money. Maybe you need to come and pray about Christmas. Maybe some of you are way overspending for Christmas. And you've chosen to use artificial money to create artificial pressure in your life because you feel the pressure. Maybe you're in a family where you feel the pressure to buy what you really have no business buying. Maybe you feel the pressure with your kids or you feel the pressure with their friends or neighbors. Friends, don't fall into that trap. Humble yourself today and say, you know what, this Christmas, we're going to be content. That's the greatest gift you can give your kids. Let's be content with what God has given us. I'm not saying don't give them anything. Don't go home and say, Pastor Chad says, you're not getting nothing but contentment. I'm not saying that. But listen, don't dishonor God. Don't teach your children. This society... When the Bible says in direct contrast, keep your life free from the love of money. Be content with what you have. Take care and be on guard against all greediness. Because our lives and our families do not consist, glory to God, in the abundance of our possessions. Our worth is in Jesus, not in what we own. And not in debt. Be content, my friends. Be content. Oh, God, teach us contentment. Teach me contentment. Don't let the world reach into my heart and steal contentment. Don't let this consumer-driven society steal joy and peace out of my family. No, 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 absolutely not. Let us be the people of God, grateful, happy, joyful, content. And when we recognize greed in our heart, Lord, like that spider web of last week, let us get rid of it. Get it off of us. Because when we look at you who's such a generous grace-giving God, oh, greed has no place in us. No place. No. And we're not going to fear our future. We're not going to fear retirement. We're not going to fear our old age. We're not going to fear running out of money. We're not going to fear that you're not going to take care of us. We're going to be wise. We're going to do what we know to do. We're going to be balanced. We're going to be 
We're going we're gonna to have the counsel and the wisdom of God, but we're not going to be afraid. If you enjoyed today's broadcast and would like to hear more great content, you can always download our free mobile app, Awaken to Grace, where you can request prayer, find sermons, articles, blogs, music, podcasts, as well as support us financially. You can also visit either of our websites at www.preachingchristchurch.com or www.awakentograce.com for more information about our church or our resource ministry. Thank you for listening to Awaken to Grace.